Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. From time to time, I'll reference something called a sinking fund. And I'll just mention it here and there. And a few people have reached, reached out to us and asked, what, what is the sinking fund you're talking about? Can you, can you share a little bit more? So we just thought, let's just take a little bit of time and talk about what are sinking funds? Why are they important? And I, I think, as, as we often talk about, this stuff really isn't about money. Money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And I think what you're going to see, and I hope you see this in today's episode, that we're going to talk about money but it's really not about money. It's about something so much bigger and better. So first, let's just answer the question, what is a sinking fund? A sinking fund, it's another way of saying it's an account that you have that you fund it over time. It's, and you fund it a little bit here and there, and the money is waiting for you when you need it. And so it's often a bigger, maybe more infrequent category in your spending world. And you put money into it, maybe it's, it's regularly, maybe it's irregularly, but you, you have money that you set aside, and then when you need it, it's there for you. And it's for a specific purpose. So a lot of times people will say, oh, you mean like one a savings account that I just dump money into, and then I kind of keep track of it mentally of what's what. No, 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 not that at all. Putting money into a big general savings account, it's not wise, it's not wise mathematically or emotionally. It doesn't get us to where we need to go because there's no real intentionality with it. We're just dumping money into a big pot and eventually that just becomes another way of hoarding. No, I'm literally referring to separate accounts for each category. And so you literally, if you have, let's say one category is travel. Maybe another category is maintenance for your car. Maybe another category is um, down payment for a house. These are literally separate accounts that you would set up. Now, the natural response might be, well, that sounds complicated. It sounds complicated, but as we're going to talk about, we're going to make it very simple. Now, it takes a little bit of work to kind of set this up, but it will make your life so much simpler and so much more freeing. And, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that a little bit. But the big purpose of this, and this is one of the foundational pieces that we believe in budgeting, is that we need to smooth out lumpy expenses. The things that happen every month, they don't blow us up. Our rent never blows up our life. Our utilities don't blow up our life. Our grocery bill doesn't blow up our life. It's the things that we don't see coming. It's the things that we weren't expecting. They're things that we always know will happen. We know we're going to have to fix our car. We just don't know when. We just don't know for how much. But we know it's coming. But when that car does break down in the middle of a month and all of a sudden it's 700 bucks that you need to pay your mechanic, that can blow your life up. At best, it will cause turmoil. At worst, it could blow you up financially. You deserve better than that. And so we need to think about these things and make sure we plan them. So sinking funds, it's a way that we can plan for the things that we don't know when they're going to happen, but we do know they're coming. Examples might be, you know, your car repair bills, plane tickets, medical bills if you get sick or hurt. These things, we know they're coming. We just, we just don't know what they look like. And so people ask, well, what categories would we set up a sinking fund for? 
And I always say anything that will sneak up on us and cause tension in our financial life. And so that's different for everybody. But if you own a car, a car is one of them. If you own a house, home maintenance is one of them. Um, travel is another good one because we are going to travel. Thankfully, this COVID stuff is passing. Thankfully, we're, we're getting it back, hopefully, to more travel. But travel's coming. We are going to get sick. We are going to get hurt. Or our kids are going to get hurt. So that, that's, that's coming. Um, for somebody like for us, my wife and I, we were adopting many years ago. And so we had a sinking fund for adoption. So we need to think about contextually, what does that look like in your, in your life? And these are also categories of things that don't happen every month. For example, you wouldn't want a sinking fund with groceries because you just pay for your groceries. You wouldn't want a sinking fund for your utilities because you have to pay for your utilities. These are things that don't happen every month. For example, for my car, um, I set up an account maybe 17 years ago. And I've just put money into it every month for 17 years. And then when my car breaks... I get frustrated, but then the money's there, and I pay for the car, and we move on with life. It keeps things simple, and it levels us out. Now, there's two main types of sinking funds. You have needs, and you have wants. First, the needs. We, we, I talked about a couple of them. I mentioned a couple of them. Car, house, medical. If you don't escrow, if you don't pay an escrow for your taxes and insurance on your home, that might be a good one because those bills are coming. Um, so, so smoothing those out. And, and I literally mean every month we put money into these accounts and we treat them as if they're a bill. And so you have these little accounts and we're going to talk more about what does that look like here in a bit, but you have these accounts, you put money into them and we just move on with life. We live our life of meaning and we don't worry about these things happening anymore. The second category, this is where it's actually fun are the wants. We should have a sinking fund for wants. Why? Because it's important. We don't, we don't do fun things if there happens to be money left. No, no, no. We need to plan them. We need to be intentional and proactive because they're just as important as some of these other things. That might be travel. It might be furniture or things for your house. It might be large toys. Maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's guns. Maybe it's um, motorcycles or boats. Maybe it's a home project. Maybe you want to put in a deck or maybe you want to put in a pool. All these things, they're cool and they're fun. And everybody has to remember, we have to align with our values. Like I mentioned guns. I'm not a gun person. I don't own a gun, but I have lots of clients that do. So for me, putting money aside to buy guns for fun, not my thing. But some of my clients, it is. So we have to figure out what's important to us, plan for that. And we should and be intentional about that in our budget. Now, I think this is the most important part. There's two kinds of people that can benefit from sinking funds. People that spend maybe too much. And, and so that's, that makes sense, right? People that, that, that spend too much, I think we need to put boundaries around the spending. And so if we're going to put money aside for things to buy for the house, let's set the amount and, and put that money in there, and then we only spend until that money's gone. And so we're setting boundaries, we're setting guardrails around our spending by establishing a sinking fund for whatever category. And those are typically fun categories. But here's the one that most people don't think about. And I'm going to share a few stories about this. It works so well for people who don't spend enough. 
It forces them to spend on something because again, we're setting up an account and we're naming it. We're saying, this is what we're gonna spend the money on. And if that's true, we have to spend the money on it. And I have a lot of clients that unfortunately, they struggle with spending. Because if we're wired that way, we're wired where it's hard for us to enjoy some of what we've been blessed with, we can always justify not spending it. We can always say to ourselves, well, this money would be better spent elsewhere. Well, maybe I should be investing in my kid's college, or oh, maybe I should, maybe I should be putting this over here. It's so easy to justify not enjoying something that we said we were going to enjoy. So having a sinking fund for the category, and you put the money there, there's no way out. You have to go spend it. And, and one of my clients, young, young single female, she, she really struggled, struggled, she's getting better, struggled with spending. And so when we had our first meeting, we said, we need to set these up and we need to be very intentional with them. And one of them was travel because she can justify not spending on travel easily. That's so easy for her to say, eh, there's better things I can do or more important things I can do than travel. And my point to her was, no, no, this is important. So we need to make it a priority. And so she has a travel sinking fund and she puts money into it every single month. This is a really cool story. She texted me recently and she had an opportunity to go deep sea fishing with a family member down in Florida. And with less than 24 hours notice, she booked her ticket and she just packed a bag and she went. This is not like her. She is not like that. She, she struggles to maybe spend on enjoyment and that's just not her MO to go do something like that. And she was so proud of herself and I was so proud of her because she set money aside in her travel fund and this opportunity came up and normally she would have said, of course I'm not gonna go. 24 hours notice, I have to go buy this plane ticket, where do I, where do I take the money from? I, this money could be better used elsewhere. But instead, in this new reality that she has created for herself in her finances, she had a travel fund. She's been funding it for, for a while. The money was there. The opportunity was there. She knew she had to spend this money on travel. This sounded like something enjoyable that she would find value in, creating fun memories with people she cares about. And so she just, she just did it. That's such a big change for people. And I haven't talked to her since she got back, but I'm excited to talk to her because I'm guessing she created some memories and had some experiences that she never thought she would. And I'm guessing after I talk to her, she'll say she wouldn't regret it one bit because that's what the money was for. These are so important to be able to name it and then follow through with it. Because she could have easily at some point have said, well, there's this money over here, but I could use it for this thing over there. She could easily have done that. So many of us do that. But she was committed to the journey of saying, no, I plan for it. I have an account. It's literally called Travel Fund. So I'm going to use it. I'm going to enjoy it because that's what I decided. And so I think it's, that was such a big win for her. And I hope maybe others are inspired by that idea because it is powerful when we get that right. So as I'm saying, sinking funds, they're so important. Where, how do we get a sinking fund? You know, a natural place to start would be where you bank. So wherever you have your checking and your savings account, 
that might be a good place to start. You already have an institution, you already have a login, you already have a relationship. The problem is most banks, I would say the vast majority of banks don't like this idea of you opening a bunch of savings accounts or checking accounts. They don't like it. And, and I get it. They, they don't, that's not what they're doing. They're not there to give you a dozen accounts or a half dozen accounts. They're there to give you a checking account, a savings account. So check with your, your bank and see if they do it. And, and if they don't, that's okay. I mean, it doesn't mean you're out of luck. And it doesn't mean you have to switch banks. There are other companies, and the one that I personally use, I use Capital One, not because I love Capital One. I don't have any particularly particular love for Capital One, but I've had this account for over 15 years, and it, it didn't used to be Capital One, but Capital One bought it from somebody else who bought it from somebody else. But Capital One is now the owner of this program that I'm in that are called Capital One 360 Performance Savings. And so you can go to CapitalOne.com. And they'll give you, I think, up to 20 accounts under one login. And again, you don't have to switch your banking. I still bank with the same bank I've always had. I just linked my accounts. So Capital One is good. There's others, though. There's others out there. I'm not saying Capital One is the be-all, end-all, but I am familiar with it, and a lot of my clients have decided to use that. And so when I log into my Capital One, I can see all my accounts, and they're named. I have a travel fund and I have a car maintenance fund. We have one for our taxes, and we have one for our home improvements. We have these accounts. You can set that up however you want, and you can set it up wherever you want, and you don't have to move your banks. You can just link your bank account. So when I want to put, put money into it, I just say, take money out of my main checking account and move it over to this particular sinking fund. And, and, and that's exactly what it is. It's in my budget. And so when I say I'm going to put $100 in my car fund, it's in my budget as a bill just like my utilities, just like our housing payment. So every single month, there's a category in my, in my budget called car maintenance. And then I automated it. I set this up, I think I probably set it up maybe 17 years ago. I set it up and I said, every month on the 15th of the month, take $100 out of my checking and move it into my car fund. And I said, just do that until I tell you to stop. I think I'm 17 years into this thing. I'm still doing the same thing. It's still going in every single month. I haven't messed with it. It just happens. So automating is easy. You know, automating a lot of our bills is a good thing. If we can automate our utilities and our housing payment or whatever, automate it. It's great. And so for every category, we have a sinking fund. If you want to make it an automatic payment, quote unquote, bill in your life, you just do that. And you can set it up and automate it. And it automatically takes it out of your account and it moves it over there out of your site but it has a name attached to it. Then, then here's what happens. Here's what happens. So I go, I go to fix my car. I go in. My mechanic, he tells me what I owe him. I pay out of my main checking account. And while I'm paying, I just pull out the app on my phone and I, I look at, I pull up my, my sinking fund and I'll say, okay, send, and I'll look at the dollar amount. I'll say, send that amount of money from my car fund back to my personal checking. So I'm reimbursing myself for the transaction I just paid for. So it, 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 cross, it, it crosses each other out, and so there's no impact to my monthly budget. The only thing in my car budget is what I put in my sinking fund. And so it's a great way to smooth things out. That way, when I want to go on a trip, I, don't need to, I need to book plane tickets or hotels. The money's there waiting for me. And when I, whatever these categories are in my life, the money is there. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to freak out, get stressed. 
I just do it. When my kids get sick or my kids break an arm, hopefully they don't break an arm, they haven't yet, the money's there. And we, we navigate it because I don't want to dwell about money. I don't want to think about money. Money's boring. It's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And so when these things in life happen, I don't want to dwell on it. I just want to move on and live my meaningful life. And so the sinking funds really help us do that. And so I hope that helped. I hope, I hope it showed you a little bit of a different perspective and, and maybe helped you conceptualize what that could look like in your life. If you have any questions about this or, or thoughts or ideas, you know, jump over to our social media. You can find us on Instagram. You can find Meaning Over Money or you can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback, your questions. If you have a question, reach out. We'll answer it. We'll, we'll, we'll help you in any way we can. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. And, of course, you can find our financial course, Meaning Over Money, where we help young adults live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.com money. And we love our podcast listeners. And we don't, if, if you listen to this podcast, we don't want you to pay full price. If you want to buy a course and you want to go deeper than you can go on this podcast, you can use the promo code podcast25, podcast25 at checkout, and you'll get 25% off any of our courses. And if, if that's not where you're at and you just want to continue to listen to the podcast, we're glad you're here. And we hope this continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 